Folks, wondering what happened on July 23rd in baseball history? Lou Gehrig starts his Grand Slam run. The Hall of Fame welcomes Jackie Robinson. And Nomar hits three home, three home runs in two innings on his 29th birthday. All that and more on Baseball History Daily. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never... This is Tom. I'm a baseball nostalgia enthusiast, and I just want to welcome you to Baseball History Daily. Quick reminder about yesterday, we talked about Ken Griffey Sr. going yard three times in a game. Braves taught out five relievers in an inning. Ty Cobb stealing his way around the bases. And the big train was the first to hit 3,000 Ks. You can check that out in yesterday's show. And before I jump in today, I just want to say, do you ever wonder where all this stuff comes from? All these history notes and these biographies, um, they all come from thisdayinbaseball.com. That is our main site. It's, that's, that's our hub site that we have that um, has so much content on it. We have 51,000 pages of baseball history on that site. All events that happen at a particular, on a particular day. Um, there's team stories, player stories, stories about specific days. Um, we have all our podcasts are on that web on the website as well. There's a ton that you can get lost in enjoying and exploring on thisdayinbaseball.com. And I love it if you just take a gander over there. Every piece of history starts with the birthday and the hundreds of players that were born today. A special call out goes to. Harold Henry Reese, better known as Pee Wee. He was born July 23rd, 1918 in Kentucky. Against all odds, Reese earned an opportunity to play professional baseball, starting for the Dodgers, playing in several World Series, and he will eventually be enshrined in the Hall of Fame in 1984. He did all the little things that helped his team win. He would bunt the runners over, go from first to third on a hit, range into the hole for a grounder. He was truly the best shortstop in the National League in the late 40s and into the 50s. Reese had gotten his nickname as a young champion marble shooter, believe it or not, because Pee Wee is a type of marble. A Kentucky native, he and the moniker of Little Colonel as the star shortstop of the Louisville Colonels in the American Association. And after his arrival in Brooklyn, he was named captain of the Dodgers, and many just referred to him as the captain. And the title was well earned as he, he was a leader of those great Dodger teams that won several pennants. And when Jackie Robinson arrived in Brooklyn, he proved who he really was. He, amid enormous pressures and player resentment, it was Reese who set the example of acceptance. On the field near his hometown uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, in Crosley Field, he put his arm around Robinson's shoulder on the field, showing the world he was not only his teammate, but his friend. Today's debut, July 23, 1988, 21-year-old John Smolt debuts for the, for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and he had one heck of a debut. He pitched uh, eight innings against the New York Mets, gave up just four hits, struck out two, walked one, one earned run for the W. He was the 15,504th player to debut in Major League Baseball history. Smolty was a superb big game pitcher. He was routinely tabbed by manager Bobby Cott to pitch playoff openers ahead of Hall of Fame teammates Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. His development from a skinny prospect to a staff 
Workhouse was a primary factor in the Braves' dominance in the 90s. By the end of the decade, Smoltz has collected more postseason wins than any pitcher in baseball history. Now, the Atlanta front office was heavily criticized in 87 after trading Doyle Alexander to the Tigers for Smoltz, while Alexander went 9-0 for Detroit and heavily contributed to their division title run. The new Brave was coming off a 4-10 season where he put up a rather loud 5.68 ERA um, with Detroit's Eastern League Farm Club. Smoltz would then go 2-7 while learning to pitch at a major league level, but by 1989 he was monikered the new Tom Seaver, a tribute to his potential, and he really didn't disappoint. He excelled as a starter and a reliever. Uh, he was an eight-time All-Star, he won the NL Cy Young Award in 96, he was a Roll-Aids Roll Relief Pitcher of the Year, he won the NLCS uh, MVP in 92, and for good measure, he also won a Silver Slugger Award, of course, a member of the 1995 World Series champion Atlanta Braves. The Braves eventually retired his uniform, uh, number 29, and he would be elected into the Hall of Fame in 2015. Uh, during his 21-year career, he won 213 games, he struck out 3,084 players, he had 154 saves, and a 3.33 ERA. And before Robin gets to today's highlights, quick trivia. Who won the NL Rookie of the Year in the last season the National League had only eight teams? Answer after the show, and of course, you know I'm going to throw you some hints, <laughs> but before we do that, uh, Robin, why don't you give us those highlights? In 1925, Yankees legend Lou Gehrig hit the first of his Major League record 23 career Grand Slams in New York's win over the Senators. In 1962, on this date, Jackie Robinson, the first black player to participate in Major League ball during the 20th century, also becomes the first African-American elected to the Shrine. Thank you very much, Mr. Frick. First, let me say how much of a thrill it is to be coming into the Hall of Fame with Bob Feller, Mr. McKechnie, and Mr. Rouse. I want to also let you know that I feel quite inadequate here this afternoon, or this morning, but I think a lot of this has been eliminated because today it, it seems that everything is complete. First of all, I want you to know that this honor that was brought upon me here could not have happened without the great work and the advice and guidance that I've had from three of the most wonderful people that I know. And if either of them weren't here today, I know that this day could not be complete. But they're all here, and I, I just hope you don't mind if I just pay a, a word of thanks and a, a tribute to my advisor and a wonderful friend, a man who I considered a father, Mr. Branch Rickey. And my mother, who taught me so much of the important things early in life, I appreciate no end. My mother, Mrs. Robinson. And, and, and lastly, ladies and gentlemen, my wife, who has been such a wonderful inspiration to me and the person who has guided and advised me throughout our entire marriage. I, I couldn't have been here today without her help. And then I, in sitting down, I must thank the baseball writers, 
I never thought at all that I would have this wonderful honor coming to me so early in my lifetime, and to have the writers to elect me on the first time is a thrill that I shall never forget. We have been up in cloud nine since the election. I don't ever think I'll come down. But I want to thank all of the people throughout this country who were just so wonderful during those trying days. I appreciate it no end. It's the greatest honor any person could have. And I only hope that I'll be able to live up to this tremendously fine honor. It's, it's something that I think those of us who are fortunate again must use in order to help others because it's such a tremendous honor that we should be able to go out and do things to help. I'm just grateful and I'm sorry it's taken so long, but I just wanted you to know I appreciate it so much. Thank you. On July 23, 1978, riding high after the Yankees' fifth straight win over the White Sox, manager Billy Martin was interviewed at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. While responding to a reporter's question about Reggie Jackson and George Steinbrenner, Martin replied, The two deserve each other. One's a born liar, the other's convicted. The remarks resulted in Billy's resignation, and this would not be the last time that he and Steinbrenner would part ways. And in 2002, Nomar Garcia Parra celebrated his birthday in grand style. As he turned 29, Boston's beloved shortstop hit three homers in the span of two innings as Boston crushed the Rays 22-4. By the time he blew out the candles, Nomar became the 26th player to hit five home runs in two games. That was July 23rd, This Day in Baseball. Thanks, Robin, as always. Amazing job. And let's see. I bet you want some hints for that trivia. So... Uh, when he won the Rookie of the Year, uh, Joe Torre finished behind him in voting. And he finished second to Johnny Bench in the National League MVP voting. Both times, Bench won the award. You know, th this is a part of the show where we talk about old, uh, old Brock. Instead of doing that today, I just want to let you know about something else that we have. So I always like to say you can go back in the Twilight Zone 30, 50, 70 years um, to listen to our games. And it's true, you can. Um, but you can also listen to player interviews. Uh, you can rewind the clock and you can listen to players like Joe Wood, Pee Wee Reese, Don Drysdale, Bob Fella. And you get the idea. There's over 500 interviews on VintageBaseballReflections.com. If you just go to the um, Voices of the Game section, uh, you can listen to all those interviews 100% free. Enjoy dipping yourself in baseball nostalgia. I just hope you have some time to join pick and choose the ones that you're most interested in listening to and you know take them on a walk with you or hang out in your front porch and share or just you know hang out with some friends and share some of these interviews and memories yeah, it's a great way to really enjoy baseball history i'm going to tell you uh, every time i listen to one of these interviews i find out something new that i never knew about and i think that's the wonder and the joy of all this is that we're always finding out new things about baseball all right, so time for the trivia answers. So he won that National League Rookie of the Year award in 1961, and he finished behind Johnny Bench in 1970 and 1972. We're talking about Hall of Famer, Chicago Cubs, Billy Williams. So who's on deck for July 24th? I could go into a lot of details about all the things that, that, that we have on deck for the 24th, but it's really one event that makes tomorrow's podcast worth listening to. Um, and that's when George Brett got just a little upset about Pine Tar. And until then, I can't wait to share that story with you. Uh, thanks to Robin from RobinSays.com for the highlights. 
uh, Horsehide Trivia for their amazing trivia. And you can subscribe to their email in the show notes. And I got an offer for you coming up, so I hope you hang around for it. And uh, until tomorrow, I bid you adieu. If you enjoy the podcast, please help me out and do one of three things. Follow, subscribe this podcast and leave a review. It really helps. Share us with your baseball friends. Uh, let them know about us. Or jump over to members.thisdayinbaseball.com. Join our email list, community, and our family of baseball podcasts.